lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday to all of you. Wait, am I in the right spot? Looks like I'm halfway off the screen. You gotta tell me to move over when I sit that bad. I'm gonna blame it on you. You need to stop moving. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on you. Am I in the right spot now? Gotta make sure you guys get my good side. Am move I over sitting? a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, please. <laughs> I deserved it. I deserved it. Send I'm the one that messed up, and I tried to blame it on the help. It's was, my bad. Was that a Biden moment? Do we need to send in the Easter Bunny? I'm si- Am I sitting bad? <laughs> what do I do next? Yes. Indeed. Clap. All right, cl- thank you. Or wave. Thank you. All right, now I think we're ready to go. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todders, and his name is Aaron McIntyre, and you are you. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the program, which you can do, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Or you can look for us over on places that don't attempt to censor us. Look for us on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. And then get clips of the show that are free to watch and free of censorship whenever you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. I got an interesting email in the inbox this morning, Todd. Okay. Another shipment of Bonner Private Wines is on the way. So you're welcome. I don't know if we've told the audience this or even if maybe we've made it official between the two of us, but Todd has decided from this time forward, he will just take bonuses and raises in the form of extra bottles of, of, of Bonner private wines. The coattails deliver, brother. The coattails abide. Indeed. So um, these are some of the best red wines in the world because they're made and grown the way that we used to do these things before all the processing and everything else. Uh, Deep in the Andes Mountains uh, with uh, families that have been doing this for a couple of centuries. So they know what they're doing. And if you want to try it right now, you get 50% off the shipping and 50% off the retail price as well. Double the savings, but supplies are limited. Uh, visit BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve to claim your wine. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. You don't need a promo code, just need to go to that website. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. All right, coming up on today's program, it is a Wednesday, so you know, we got a traditional lineup for you. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. Our cup runneth over when it comes to buy, sell, or hold, so we are even holding some over for today's overtime. Uh, we'll have some bonus buy, sell, or hold in the overtime today. We'll record that right after today's program for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. That's also where you can get a Blaze TV subscription at a discount right now, by the way, at blazetv.com slash dace. But we'll start buy, sell, or hold and get to as many as we can, uh, starting in the bottom of this hour. But before we get to all of those things, we begin, as we always do, with a rundown of Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by seeing how bad an approval rating can get. The Biden administration is apparently changing its mind and changing course. They're going to appeal the lifting of the airline mask mandate if and only if 
the CDC agrees. A new poll by the Associated Press, apparently polling only those with the last name Fauci, finds 56% of respondents favor requiring masks on public transportation. Seriously, though, that poll oversampled Democrats and undersampled independents by about 100%, going off of current national Gallup party ID figures. Joe Biden, your thoughts? I had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make money while you're in office. But anyway, this is a chart posted by Ethical Skeptic on Twitter showing the rate of acceleration of non-COVID death causes in the last year. Skeptic says aside from malnutrition, abnormal or unspecified deaths lead the way, followed by kidney failure, liver failure, heart issues and cancer. The source for this data is the CDC. Checking in on Sweden, according to data from the Human Mortality Database, from 2019 to now, Sweden has had the lowest and actually had a negative figure when it comes to excess mortality compared to countries like Spain, Germany, Finland, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and others. In other news, billionaire Elon Musk recently had an interview with the German publication Welt, where he discussed the planet's population. Most people in the world are operating under the false impression that, uh, that there are too many people. Um, this is not true. Earth could maintain a population many times at the current level. Um, uh, and the birth rate has been dropping like crazy. Yes, that's the electric car mogul, the rocket and space transportation mogul who thinks we could colonize Mars and he doesn't think the planet is overpopulated. Now that's interesting. Speaking of space, Kamala Harris has some thoughts. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations and it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. The streaming service Netflix may be staring down its Ragnarok. Shares in the company plummeted 30% after a quarterly report showed the company lost subscribers with more losses expected in the coming months. In completely unrelated news, out tomorrow on Netflix is a drama called He's Expecting. The description of the show reads, when a successful ad executive who's got it all figured out becomes pregnant, he's forced to confront social inequities he'd never considered before. In Oklahoma, Secretary of Education Ryan Walters provided an update on the state's efforts to force the Stillwater School Board to accomplish the very complicated task of, you know, providing bathrooms that align with students' sex instead of so-called gender. Well, here we are two weeks later after the Attorney General and myself sent letters to the Stillwater School Board and, and they're still struggling with figuring out this bathroom policy. It's really very simple. It's really not complicated. Uh, males should be using the male's bathroom. Females should be using the female bathroom. Um, other accommodations have been made um, for other students for a private bathroom. This is really so easy. Um, you know, I, I'm hearing they want more clarity. I, I don't know what more clarity I could give them, I could draw them a picture, um, I guess, but, but this is a very easy issue. I am sorry, parents, that this is taking this long for them to figure out what common sense tells the rest of us. 
teachers, I've heard from you too. I'm sorry. You, you know, you just want to teach the kids. You want to work on academic success with your kids. And here we are still, still dealing with, still dealing with your school board um, and students, you know, most of all, I, I'm sorry to you guys, you know, that your school board shouldn't be playing the woke Olympics here. They should be more concerned with your safety and getting things right for kids. So Stillwater, come on, Stillwater school board, cut this out. Do, do the right thing, secure the safety of your students, quit worrying what a far left radicals want you to do, and let's let's move on. After the doxing of the woman behind the Libs of TikTok Twitter account by Taylor Lorenz in the Washington Post, Libs of TikTok has actually gained more than 200,000 followers on Twitter. And finally, speaking of Lorenz, she spoke out about the matter yesterday. I just want to expose any little piece of information and get it out to use against you. Because I'm one of the worst people on the internet and I love to destroy lives. And it's so important to make these people feel isolated. And terrifying. I'm horrifying. I'm so sorry. I just didn't think these idiots would really publish their views and force me to write an article blaming conservatives for it. It's overwhelming. That's actually the Daily Caller's Chrissy Clark, and that's what happened while we were away. Very well done. Uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by new partners over at Tyga Coolers. By the way, I got word yesterday that uh, a special customized lid for the cooler that they have given me is on its way. And since this one doesn't uh, potentially violate any licenses, we can show this one to everybody. Wait until you see what is coming. Okay. You will, you will approve for sure. It's perfect for this show. And they're a perfect partner for this show. It's a veteran-owned cooler company. Everything made right here in the USA, uh, employing actual Americans, unlike pretty much every other cooler company that makes products in China. Uh, and the price is less than those of other premium coolers out there as well. All three of us have been given a customized sample of these coolers they are phenomenal. I mean, my teenage son's already asking me to use mine, which is another way of saying I'll just be taking it, not giving it back to the old man. I've noticed with teenage sons, that's just kind of how these things tend to work. Okay. Um, and then, Aaron, you used yours uh, for the, yeah. the house move mm -hmm. last weekend. These are fantastic. They make for great gifts as well. Uh, they can customize one for you, or you can uh, just go with whatever they've got in store. Uh, if you are more of a you know plain Jane, visit tigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A. G is in George, T-A-I-G-A. -A, that's how they spell it. Uh, they come with a lifetime warranty, and they will give you 10% off when you use my name, Steve, as your promo code. At tigacoolers.com, 10% off with the promo code Steve. To the montage we go. And, you know, we haven't brought this up in a while because we don't do as much nitty gritty political analysis on the show as we used to. And it's just basically because what we're up against is much more and um, transparently so uh, demonic. And so political nitty gritty getting my data nerd on just seems kind of trite given most of the subject matter we're discussing uh you know like he is expecting from netflix so we just don't get into this very often so and we have a lot of new people that have joined us in the last couple of years one of the things though as someone who has done professional polling and has analyzed it okay for uh money uh that is what the term professional means people paid me to do both ends uh one thing i used to say a lot it, and now I don't even think that this is necessarily true anymore, but I used to say prior to Trump that you could still trust mainstream 
horse race polling, it was still fairly accurate, but you could never trust the issue polling. It was all push polling to further their agenda. All of it was. Well, now I don't, you know, I, I think Trump broke everybody in the media's models on everything. So I don't think you can trust like anything they say any longer on anything. But when I say a push poll, what do I mean? That That is meant to create a re- desired result. This is not meant to be an actual survey of people's opinions. This is meant to go through the motions of retconning or reverse engineering the opinions that that we want to express as being the views we like or our own. So Aaron gave you an example of that AP poll on continuing the mask on the plane and how far off it is from the current Gallup party affiliation poll. And just so you know, that that's probably the most accurate public poll of the last 70 years uh, is that poll. It, it it almost always portends the momentum of, of, of what will transpire in that oncoming election cycle. But we can make that even more specific for you. What did, what did you say? 44% of the people polled by AP that of the majority that wanted the, the mass to stay on the plane were Democrats, correct? 44. Yes. All right. So just to put that in perspective for you and a majority of Democrats, and it's not been a, a wide majority, it hasn't been like 70% of Democrats, but it has been a, a clear majority of Democrats have been the only people that have shown so far this year they're still willing to hold on to covid policies. It's been 55, 56% of Democrats. They are way underwater with Republicans and independents, the other two groups. Remember, we did a full breakdown of this a couple of months ago. And if that trend line were to continue and Democrats did not take the Omicron off ramp, remember we did that show a few months ago? This portended historic levels of of midterm election losses we've not seen since major realignments like after Reconstruction or the New Deal or Watergate kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so if the number was about 56, 58 percent of Democrats at the time we did this, were still in favor of COVID policies. Do you think it's gone up or down probably in the last couple of months? Down. I don't think it's gone up. It might be the same. It might not have gone down as much as we would like. Sure. But it certainly hasn't gone up. Right. It certainly hasn't gone up. So we'll even but we won't even try to update that. We'll go with the same numbers that were there a few months ago. All right. So they're the, they're of the three major political sectors, Democrats, Republicans, independents. They were the only one that had a majority of their people still in favor of some form of covid policies. And when I say the other two were not in favor, I'm not talking like it was close. All right. I mean, these things were, I mean, slightly more popular than Congress, okay, with the other two sectors, and they're less popular than root canals. So that gives you an idea of how far out of the, of an outlier out of the mainstream a majority of Democrats were on covid policies with the entirety of the rest of the country. That was a couple of months ago. So to get to us having 56% majority approval of this, they had to, they had to conduct a poll that showed 44% of the sample was Democrats. In this last presidential election, because the elections are always the ultimate poll. I mean, when I was on the Cruz campaign, our data guy, Chris Wilson, we had we had some of the best data I've ever seen, maybe the best data that has ever happened in the Republican Party. Um, but he'll tell you, too, if Chris were here, he would tell you that the best data is when people actually vote. Because the, the, what a, a poll is not what a lot of you think. All right. It, it is not 
Um, they here was the amount of people we need to random sample. We called that exact amount of people and we recorded and 44 percent who said they were Democrats. And and that's 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 not what happened. They waited. They waited. They're not recorders. They're pollsters. That's what a poll. That's what a pollster makes his money, his or her money doing is accurately weighting their sample, being able to read their results and then translate that to what it would mean if we put this to voting action. Well, if they're honest about their endeavor, that's what it's supposed to mean, okay? Or purchasing action, if you're doing a poll of a, in a private industry, with, with, with the ultimate action to indicate conviction in those numbers means. In the case of politics, it's voting. So the best poll is always win, the election. Because that's when the actual people make their decisions and now we're not doing some form of analytical or algorithmic guesstimating. All right. In this last presidential election, which was the highest turnout presidential election in modern times, and Joe Biden allegedly got 80 million votes, 37% of the electorate were Democrats. 37%. Now, here's what's funny. Would you say the, the in that AP poll sample, the sample of Republicans were? Let me look that up. It was like 28%, 36%. 36%. I thought that's what you said. Yep. Yeah. You know why that's funny? Because sometimes you just may think, are they, are they just bad at this? Could they just be wrong? Huh. What do you think the percentage of turnout for Republicans in the 2020 ele- election was of the electorate? What do you think it was? More. 36%. Oh. 36% of the 2020 electorate was Republican. So, do you think, guys, do you think that the Associated Press just happened to take a poll where they just happened to absolutely nail the exact outcome of the Republican turnout in the last election and then they just so happen to accidentally way overestimate the turnout of Democrats in a poll where the Democratic president is polling at, at like Great Depression level numbers. Herbert Hoover called and said, do something about this. Do you think that was just, they just, that was just an honest mistake? Hail Hydra. Exactly. Yes. No, it's not. That poll is a push poll. They had the story already written. What's it say that they have to do an oversample that bad to get to a majority of the outcome that they want? What do you think the what do you think the numbers really are if we made it the exact and see that's what Trafalgar is good at. There, there's two things that Trafalgar and to a lesser degree Rasmussen have done well, uh, or one thing they've each done well, and then there's a second thing that's made Trafalgar, in my view, a little better. Is Trafalgar has figured out how to pin the tail on the donkey here. You know, the old game where you blindfolded, you got blindfolded at a birthday party, turned around and who got closest to the donkey. All right. Trying to figure out who's really going to vote for Trump or the right wing candidate, but just doesn't want to admit it. Doesn't want to say so. Doesn't want the blowback. Trying to figure that out. What's the hidden, what's the hidden factor here? And Trafalgar has done that very successfully in the last few elections. What Rasmussen does very well, and this goes back to its founder, Scott Rasmussen, who's not with that company, sold it many years ago. But what they have done well is tightening their turnout model based off the absolute most recent voter file data. 
And then, yeah, when it's pretty obvious that the Republican president has a low approval, you you have to account for that a little and bump up the other side and vice versa with the other way. Right. Okay, but that's really the that's really the root of a good poll is identifying the actual electorate itself or the actual audience itself. If you're trying to do a good poll. The Associated Press was not. This was a scam from the very beginning. And I don't have to look at anything. I don't have to go into any more of its internal line by line. I can just stop right there and move on with my life, as should you. That's propaganda. That's not even bias. That is malfeasance. That is the conjuring of content for the expressed written purpose of furthering an agenda and a narrative. Any questions on that before we move on? I have thoughts, depending on what topic you get to next. Okay. All right. Then we will get to the next topic. I don't know if even Elon Musk understands the shibboleth he has just stepped upon. Okay. Because there's a lot of people, even people sitting in pews on Sundays, who really believe the world is overpopulated. It isn't. The West is especially underpopulated. We have been in a demographic winter in the U.S. now for several years. We have the lowest birth rate we've ever recorded in the history of the statistic as a country. Not coincidentally, we have the lowest marriage rate we've ever recorded in the history of that statistic as well. Almost like those two things kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... What I don't know that he is aware, although I'm here's where I'm getting with Elon Musk. All right. I don't know a lot about him other than just his wealth. I don't get into celebrity culture. I hate it. Can't stand it. And, you know, I'm trying to fight literal demons. So I've only this is the last two weeks is the most I've ever paid attention to him in ever. And, 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 you know, when compared to all previous time, I've been working professionally here. All right. So I, I'm getting into Patty Jenkins territory. She's the director and writer for Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movies. And remember that summer long conversation we had in 2017 after the first movie came out, all the, the biblical, clear biblical allegories, sacrificial atonement, uh, Aries is basically a satanic archetype. Um, complementarianism is highlighted throughout uh, the, uh, the, the film and its narrative. And remember how we would have these conversations every time the movie came up. Do they really know? Does Patty Jenkins really know what she's writing? Are they aware of the subject matter? Because it's so overt that it's, it's, it's hard to believe they don't know at all that they didn't subversively do this because it's so overt. Or is it just that they can't help but go there because if you truly want to, to touch um, the greatest elements of human storytelling, you can't avoid um, the ultimate truth as the basis for those elements, right? Mm-hmm. And we would have these conversations back and forth. All right, so here's what we've seen out of Elon Musk in the last, well, actually, it's only mid-April, so this so far this year. All right, Guy did an in-person sit-down interview with the Babylon Bee. All right. Arguably the most successful 
Christian commentary web outlet in the history of of mass internet usage. It's certainly within the conversation, yeah. right? Okay. And it wasn't, he just didn't do a phoner. It was one thing, even granting him an audience. Could have just phoned it in. He sat down with them individually, right? Yeah. Okay. Actually, even going back to 2020, he was an open advocate of COVID skepticism on COVID policy. Sits down in person with the Babylon Bee. Goes after Twitter for its censorship and publicly and puts 40 billion of his own money where his mouth is. Then then also in the midst of this calls for the drilling of more oil. I, what is his business? His chief business these days. What is it? What does he does? Electric cars. Electric cars. Okay. Calls for the drilling of more oil. And he's now on Twitter complaining about can Netflix do any content that isn't woke? The, the, what, and referring to the quote, woke hive mind, unquote. Okay. Um, then he went on to have a further conversation about can science fiction and fantasy actually be about science fiction and fantasy still? Can we still do that or not? Okay. And now this is far deeper than demographic trends. See, the reason that a lot of people, even including a lot of Americans who would have traditional views, aren't truly aware of the demographic trends is because those demographic trends are sold to you as a cover for Malthusian ethics, for utilitarian ethics. Malthusian ethics reference to Thomas Malthus, 19th century philosopher, BSer, complete and total liar, wrong about everything, literally wrong about everything. There was literally nothing that he was right about, like nothing. Like the Alfred Kinsey of the 19th century, basically. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Okay, literally right, wrong about everything. You may have heard of, um, uh, you know, just as the Bible makes a reference to Rachel weeps for her children, uh, you may have heard of some of his spiritual children. I just mentioned one, Alfred Kinsey, maybe another one far more famous, Margaret Sanger. Some of those names ring a bell. All right. These are his intellectual progeny, his spiritual uh, offspring. And his influence has been felt within Western philosophy, particularly amongst the spirit of the age, ever since. Malthusian ethics. And so that's why you're lied to about demographics. It's not that, again, they don't know what the real numbers are. It's that they're just lying. Because they're promoting a certain ethical standard, contrary to the Judeo-Christian viewpoint that the West was founded upon. In fact, I even think he referenced Western civilization in something he tweeted last week. Okay. So here is my question on Elon Musk. Does, does he truly know what he is touching upon when he goes to places like this, this one, does he truly know thoughts? Well, I can't say for sure, but at at the very least, he's shown a propensity for the laws of nature, if not nature's God, Hmm. that the math 
just doesn't cut it. Mm. And he, and it's like it, we, Scott, uh, Scott Walker, we lamented that he couldn't translate his obvious disdain for the economics of public teachers unions into the obvious issues everywhere else when he ran for president. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but he's, he's, he's done the math and he just says, um, you know, this, this people having babies thing is kind of fundamental, uh, not just on a moral level that we think about it in terms of the uh, abortion debate, but you can't, you can't say you care about anything good, really, and wanting to sustain it long term and not have the generation that's going to do that. That's that's impossible. So at the very least, he's getting the laws of nature part correct. He is uh, a little bit enigmatic to me. There is nothing in his biography that would indicate unless I'm missing it and I could be missing it. There's nothing in his biography that would indicate to me a worldview that resembles anything close to ours or those of you watching this. I I think we've talked about this before and, uh, and and I, I believe it rings true here. Conservatism is a science of studying what's worked best for the human condition and attempting to conserve that. Maybe he's just honest, and maybe that's what he's working through right now. Just doing honest observational science. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Buy, sell, or hold is next. If you're a business out there and marketing on social media is a big part of your bottom line, listen up. Marpipe is the new multivariant testing platform for Facebook, and it's ad. It's an ad creative that lets you do creative testing better. The average Marpipe customer reports that their ad performance doubles in less than a month, less than 30 days. And that's just not you know, a shady offer that shows up in your spam folder. First of all, I've walked through their presentation. I've seen firsthand what they can do. It's really something. It's an Adobe-backed ad tech platform, and it's remaking the digital creative industry. Deceptively simple. You just upload your assets, and MarPipe will create hundreds of ad variants, seamlessly launching them with just one click. Works with companies that are in that tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook branding, um, and they have worked with companies as large as Tubi, Quip, and others. Business Insider calls MarPipe the money ball of ad creative. So book a free demo at MarPipe.com slash Steve right now. A free demo. Mar, M-A-R-P-I-P-E for MarPipe. Get a free demo right now at MarPipe.com slash Steve and get a free $2,000 credit. All right, and a free $2,000 credit, but don't wait. This offer is only for a limited time. Take advantage of it right now at MarPipe.com slash Steve. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. And each week at this time, Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, those would be you in the audience, uh, throws towards you and I, Todd, uh, a series of questions, predictions, statements, lists, comparisons, and then you and I will decide, hey, are we going to buy that one? Are we going to sell that one? Maybe even have a really good reason why. And however, 
because the dude code is always in effect, you are not permitted to use a hold unless this is just beneath even the mediocre intellects that we flash for this audience daily. If you punk out and hold for any other reason other than that, all right, you have to help Lindsey Graham perfect his man spread. Nope. Ready? No? Well. Is that going to be it? Is that going to be it? I'm ready and no. That's going to be a no from you, dogs? Yes. All right. Aaron, begin. We had, there are some weeks where uh, I'm just not feeling some of the, some of the, some of the submissions. This week we had almost 200 submissions. Wow. I'm going to be honest. I only got through like half of them and I have 23 queued up and ready to go. Not counting what we're going to be talking about in the overtime. So without further ado, we will get started with Andrew Jerosh. Now this one is long, but I thought it was really good. There are two warring factions on the left, the side that cares about public opinion and attempts to control it, and the side that hates the public's opinion and just wants to ram what's good for them down their throats. These sides share power, but hate each other. So. Why? Why? I, I don't think they, they hate each other. I I think they may be frustrated with each other, but what drives them is their hatred for you and for me and for Steve and for Aaron and whatever hate or discomfort they have for one another doesn't even come close to rivaling that. This is why they do such... I mean, they believe crazy things, but why is it so easy for them to be crazy things? It's because of their hatred for us. That's their bottom line. I mean, they can't that they can't come across the table. They can't agree. Why they don't want to be associated with us on any level. I think, and who was this? Um Andrew. Andrew. I think Andrew, first of all, I appreciate what you're what I think you're trying sure. to do here, which is to point out that the 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 political operation on the other side is not uh as um as seamless and as well-oiled and unified as we believe over here, okay? I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I don't think, but this is why I will also sell. I don't think it's for the reasons you articulate. I think what, if, if I had to guess, you're trying to explain people like Kirsten Cinema uh, and uh, who's the guy in, Joe Manchin in West Virginia, okay? Because... Manchin comes from a state where a Democrat has not even won a precinct in a presidential election since 2008. And Cinema is a Democrat senator from a state that has been a has been since it was admitted to the union, a fairly reliable red state, but in recent years has become a little bit more swingy. Um, but I, you know, still tends to lean Republican. It was just a state that Trump was weak in because he was weak in suburbs and it's a heavy suburban voting state. Okay. And so you're watching cinema because we haven't seen this a lot. And so I can understand why you came to the, why you think this is the conclusion because we have not seen a lot of, lots of Kirsten cinemas and Joe mansions. We have not seen Democrats stand up against their own party and say, this is nuts. This is way outside the bounds of public opinion. We're going to get slaughtered if mm-hmm. we do that. We just haven't seen this since Bill Clinton left office. An acknowledgement of public opinion. We just, we haven't. We we went through the Obama years and it didn't matter. He got slaughtered in both midterms during his presidency. Both in 2010 and 2014, he got absolutely annihilated. Never moderated at all. Never moved to the middle at all, right? And so 
I think that there's a notion that this is the division that's over there. I actually don't believe it is. I actually think it's ideological. And here, let me, let me explain what I mean by that. For the longest time, the two political parties, if you asked somebody, and I used to talk about this on my show, you guys probably remember this in the early days. If you asked somebody, why are you a Democrat? They would say, I'm gay, I'm black, I'm a single mom, I'm a teacher. They'd give you an identity, mm-hmm. right? Okay. If you ask somebody, why are you a Republican? They would say, I believe in less government, strong national defense, I'm pro-life. They would give you a value or a, an issue, okay? And so the Republican coalition was based on issues, and the Democratic coalition was based on identities. What's happening now is that as, as the spirit of the age sweeps over that party— you know, and this is great timing. Our colleague Delano Squires has a column about this today mm-hmm. uh, over at The Blaze. And it, it, he's going to go into, it goes, I would urge you to read it. It goes further into depth with the phenomenon that I'm going to discuss. I actually wrote about this after the first gay marriage opinion when I was still writing for USA Today. Because the same week that the court gave us the Windsor opinion on redefining marriage originally, it also shot down the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And the point that I made in my column for USA Today was this is a clear sign to, to the black democratic coalition. You're going back to the back of the bus. You're not the, you're not the primary coalition here in our coalition-driven party. You're not in the front of the line anymore. You're not calling the shots here anymore. The rainbow jihad is. They, they, sit, they now sit at the head of the table. They're the ones calling the shots. And this is a clear sign that that is the case. Do you remember even a lot, whole lot of outrage about getting rid of the Voting Rights Act compared to the feeling and, 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 of, and sentiments of emancipation after Windsor, right? right? Even their own media. What did they highlight most at that time? Windsor was the new Emancipation Proclamation. Yes. Same week, same week, they got rid of the Voting Rights Act. And, and so this tension, and Delano gets in, touches on this today here at The Blaze. The, this, the tension that's coming there is actually issue-driven. The Democratic Party has been a coalition, more like a confederacy, frankly, um, of, of people that have a wide view on issues. But they had one thing in common, and it's kind of what you touched on. You and I might say hatred of you, but originally they would say access to government. And so fire-breathing black ministers would vote for the same candidates as Rosie O'Donnell and, and third-wave feminists because the one thing that held them together was access to the federal system or the federal mm-hmm. check writer or the federal trough, mm-hmm. okay? What's uniting Democrats now, though, is, is that kind of hatred. It's Jen Psaki going on TikTok and saying, well, absolutely, the Republicans, uh, the, the Russia helped Trump steal the 2016 election. This is why every okay. Democrat in the Iowa legislature, everyone in a state like Iowa, yes. voted to say that boys should be able to play girl sports. Yes, it's why you are. It's why you saw Trump. It wasn't a great performance with blacks. It was also better than any Republican had had in 60 years. It's why you are seeing right now in the latest Quinnipiac poll, and that's a poll that is demonstrably favorable to Democrats. Biden's approval rating with Hispanics is lower than it is with whites, and his approval rating with whites is not good. Okay? 
you're watching coalitions be redrawn because more and more people, non-white people are figuring out, I really don't have much in common with these people other than um, I, I want the same things from the federal government. But here's the problem now. Now they're, now they're getting into a point of diminishing returns. Right. So the Hispanic family that um, the, the Hispanic family where the dad or the mom is was a dreamer and then got married and, and, and you know, and and, uh, you know, assimilated into being an American. And now their kids are fully American. Uh, Ten years ago, they'd have been very, very sensitive to all this lockdown, the country, build a wall, immigration language. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. But here's the problem now is now they're well into being Americans now. They own businesses now. They've got jobs now. They're raising families now. And they're looking at uh, they're looking at what's going on in the border in a different light now as a threat to their way of life. That's why you've seen some of this, these Hispanic counties in, in the Texas, these Texas border counties going Republican for the very first time, like ever, in the history of the Texas Republic. Okay, because what's happening now is the is the grief to profit ratio is in the red for that. They're beginning to figure out whatever I'm getting for the federal, from the the check, whatever check I'm getting for the federal government that I think I need or my community needs, at the very least, we're at the point of discussing whether it is offset by the damage that the policies of that same government is doing to my families and community. You see what I'm saying? We're going to let all these criminals out? Well, those criminals aren't going to the burbs, man, where all the white people live. They're coming to my hood. They're, They're going after my schools and my kids. Right, we're just gonna leave the border open. Well, dude, they're not they're not wrecking they're not wrecking the housing values in suburban Austin. Where are they going? My homes, my neighborhoods. They're doing they're they're doing drugs down the street from where my kids live and where my where I own my home. You see my point? The grief to profit ratio, they're beginning to do the math and realize here that I'm not getting enough to justify this. The rot gut you're asking me to say yes to does not justify the money that you put in my hand, the walking around money you put in my hand, and the check that comes in the mailbox, bone thunks at harmony, first of the month. Ain't justifying it. And this is what I think is the division that is happening over there. I think we will soon enter into an arena where there won't be much that Republicans will be able to do to to get back their hold that they used to have on the suburbs. That you're watching a rearranging here of the deck chairs on the Titanic known as American culture. That the Democrats will become a more white and suburban driven party. It will look more like a, a, a meeting and a rally for a Democrat, for a Gavin Newsom 2028 presidential event will look a lot like half of those people were, were going to George W. Bush's stuff in 2000 and 2004, if you know what I'm saying. And you're going to see that the other side's events are going to look a lot more polka dotty and rainbowy. The old way we used to look at that coalition, all right, in a Jesse Jackson sense, it's going to look a lot less white and a lot less affluent. And I think that's permanent, probably. And I think, so I think the, the Democrats are now going to become the more, the parties are going to switch. There's a reason Mitch McConnell holds on for as long as he can. There is no successor for him. There's no one, whoever takes over will not be like him. Now, we don't have somebody who can over get rid of him either, but the next person that takes over, like there will never be a Mitt Romney type nominee for the Republican Party like ever again. 
just will never happen. A Mitch McConnell will never McCarthy. We all know is a is a is a McConnell clone, but he's got to lie to you. He's got to go down to Mar-a-Lago and kiss the ring. You see McConnell doing that? No. There will never be another national GOP leader like that again. Why? Because the the parties are changing now. The Democrats will now be the ideologically driven party. Hard left, hard woke, hard intersectional, political correctness. Whatever term does your 10 years ago was intersectionality, 10 years before that it was political correct, 10 years, 10 years later it's woke. These are all the same things, just repackaged every decade. It's all the same stuff. They, they, won't, they aren't returning to sanity. That's gone. They're, that's given over our spirit of the age demonic. The Republicans will now be the, the constituency-led co- or the coalition-led party. I'm telling you, you're about 10 minutes away from Bill Maher deciding, I don't know, maybe I could get along with a John Kasich kind of Republican. We're heading down this road. And the Republican Party will be the party driven by coalitions united in one thing. And that will be, we have to stop that. We we cannot live with that. That that can't just, that just cannot happen. Okay. Um, I can't tell dirty jokes if I'm Bill Maher or Joe Rogan. Or, 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 or Adam Carolla, um, I can't go to church if you're you and I. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the, the Republicans will become the less ideological and more coalition-driven party. The Democrats will now be the hard ideological party. All right? That's what you'll see, I believe, is you're going to see the, the parting on the left is now the parting on the right. Someone should write that in a song maybe once, okay? That's a good idea. That's where I, that's where, that's where I think the division is. Thoughts on that? We did one question. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a hell of a question. It was. Yeah. There was the, tell me how we were going to answer that question in, in two or three minutes. That's why I put no, it, let me rephrase that's why it. I put it. Tell first. me how I was going to answer <laughs> that question in two or three minutes. Yeah, that's why I put it first. Let's get to one more. We can go through really quickly. Tiny Johnny says, Mount Rushmore of ways in which, in which COVID stand is like a drug addiction to the left in no particular order. Can't let it go. Always need another hit, a lockdown or a mask mandate. Not afraid to steal money from others to keep the addiction going. Needles and arms is normal life oh, wow. and people die. Oh, wow. Beautiful, Tiny Johnny. That's exceedingly well done. That. That's a homily. That's a mm-hmm. message. That's a sermon right there, brother. That's exceedingly well done. That's profound. Bye. Uh, one more, I guess. Uh, Miss Amy says, uh, Seth Dillon partnering with Libs of TikTok has great potential. Well, this is happening, apparently. Yes. Amen. It's got to yeah. happen. He's one of the co-founders of Babylon B for people yes. wondering who that what that name is if you're not on Twitter. But um, yeah, I, I agree that it has uh, incredible potential. Well, well we took... This speaking of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. we took Wonder Woman before she understood her true power. Now we're just actually making her the Wonder Woman at the end, where she just kicks Ares all over the place. That's what's happening right now. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I, indeed, I mean, I got to hand Taylor Lorenz credit, man. She grew that yeah. woman's Twitter account by yep. about a quarter million in twenty four hours. You know what I'm saying? That's insane. Come after me next, yeah. please, <laughs> please. Okay, come after me. All right, we'll come back. Hour two for Buy, Sell, Hold is next. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. 
and Getter, and then get to clips of the show for free that are also free of big tech censorship at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. And again, that's D-E-A-C-E. Thanks to all of you that are part of the podcast audience. You're a big chunk of who we do this for each day. Please, if you have yet to do so, leave us a five-star review. If you like the program, hit the subscribe and follow button for us as well. Thanks to all of you. Uh, the thousands of you that have done those two things for us. We appreciate each and every one. This part of the show brought to you by Built Bar, the single greatest protein bar ever made. Every flavor is phenomenal. All covered in real chocolate, loaded with up to 18 grams of protein per bar, 180 calories or less. But I got to tell you, like the number two in my Built Bar flavor power ratings, uh, the coconut brownie chunk, that's one of their uh, kind of more decadent flavors. That's like 160 calories. All right. So there's there's only uh, like a couple of the dozens of flavors they have that get to 180 calories. A lot of them are between 130, 150. Uh, you can't beat it. Tastes like a, a candy bar, but it doesn't pack on the sugars, the carbs, and the calories of one. Try it today when you go to built.com. That's their website, B-U-I-L-T, for Built Bar at built.com. And use the promo code, my last name, Dace. And if you do, you get 15% off your first or next or next or next, or in my case, next, 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 next order. All right. And yes, I have used my own promo code, probably more than anybody else in this audience has, I would imagine. All right. Built.com is where you can go. Promo code DACE for Built.com. Let's get to part two of Buy, Seller Hold. Aaron. We'll begin with Alaska is cold, who says if the courts reinstate the airplane mask mandate, there will be enough votes in the House and Senate to repeal it somehow because political science trumps even spirit of the age. So, um, Sal, I'm okay. I'll let you go first again. Why? Uh, Because, yeah, political science one side is spirit of the age. And listen, they. Uh, th- this is what I was going to say earlier about w- why I might comment on what, why would they even do this insanity and the polling and things like that when it's so ham-fisted. Well, look at what, what else was in Aaron's montage about what we increasingly know more and more and more about the damage of these jabs. They can't and that have that be any part of the news cycle. So they'll do any amount of crazy thing to make sure that buried and secondly remember that the the january 6th element of all this part of it is they want to do things that make us very very angry and perhaps take up arms they want to push us to that fight because they, yeah, so they do yep there's that too yeah i i agree with that um i'm gonna sell but i have a slightly different reason why although i liked your answer particularly the second part um, and that's why, by the way, and just to get, go there, that's why there is a balance. I mean, I, as, as you pointed out in the aftermath of January 6th, as if the, the idea that there's never a time for violence, well, then why'd we have a revolution? Right. Okay. I mean, why'd we have a civil war? You know, why'd we, why did we storm the beaches of Normandy? I mean, the, the idea that there's never a time for violence is a talking point and a poopy one. That's just not accurate. Okay. But that's also why I my focus in the aftermath of January 6th was on, was on meekness, put, having our power under control so that heaven forbid that that time comes. And I, I believe if, if that time were to come here, it would be a failure as much, if not more so, on our own side's fault for failing to peaceably use all of. I mean, look at what Ron DeSantis has done again in Florida in just three years. 
You can't get a governor like that elected in Wyoming, folks, and Kansas, Idaho, states where, again, if they see a Democrat on the street, they call 911. They don't know what that is. You can't get that guy elected there. That's a, that's a question of your own will. I mean, I, I, I have no idea what the inner workings are within the Tennessee Republican Party. I don't live there, but I know what the inner workings of the Republican Party are. And so I don't know if you guys saw what they tried to what they what they're trying to pull right now. It's very clear that that Trump back Ortegas is that her name, the carpetbagger candidate. More than Ortegas. Okay, yeah. that she had she had no shot and was toast. Mm-hmm. So they kick her off the ballot. But then they want to make sure they don't let in one of our people, like Robbie Starbuck, win. So they kick him off too. So they can put their own guy in there. That's what they do. You get to stand for that. You get to put up with that. You get to, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it, it, to me, this it, it gets to that point. Because the people that believe in all in all those traditions didn't actually use those traditions at their disposal when they had them, right? Yeah. Okay. Slaves during the time of the Civil War didn't have access to those traditions, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the 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 Minutemen, the Colonials, the Patriots, the Founding Fathers, they fought because they weren't given access to those traditions. That's what no taxation without representation yeah. meant. That, hey, treat us like we're English citizens. Are we not English citizens or not? Right? Why don't we have the same same rights that all the other subjects of the crown have back on back in the homeland? We have access to those things, do we not? Mm-hmm. So therefore, as long as that access remains, if it were to come to violence, that would be a failure on our own part to not utilize them and then to also fall for take the bait. They want you to they want you to bypass electing more Ron DeSantis's and go right to more mobs so they can roll out the tanks. You're exactly right about that. That's why we have to be, that's where meekness comes from. Power under control. But there's there's another factor uh, to this answer as well. And that is, they don't want to set the precedent that they're accountable to you. For sure. That's why, so so there's no accountability for any of these measures at all. When Biden said we'll appeal it, there's a qualifier on there. What's the the qualifier? If the CDC agrees? If the CDC agrees. Of course, that's insane for the principle you just talked about. Right, because they are accountable. They don't have a, they're not a branch of the government. Right, well, that's what Jen Psaki said yesterday. I mean, these decisions should be made by public health officials. No. Who'd you vote for in the last public health official election? Who'd you vote for? Exactly. You see my point? Yes. Yeah, exactly. See, they don't want to set the the standard that they're accountable to you. If I had to guess what will happen here, notice there's not like an immediate... They didn't go to a circuit court of appeals for an immediate stay. That's the that's the that's the realm between a federal court in Florida and the U.S. Supreme Court. They didn't go there seeking an immediate stay, right? Keep the enforcement. They didn't do any of that. If I had to guess, what will happen here is to let this thing just play out over the weekend. Let people get used to not having the masks again, and then CDC will come up with their brand new science that you know these things really aren't needed, and they'll just circular filed and will go away. And that will be their acknowledgement of the political science. That will be the acknowledgement of reimposing these things now after they were taken back, taken away. Is like literally trying to see how low can our approval ratings go. Like if we were purposefully self-emulating, lighting ourselves on fire. Now, if they do that, 
then you just that's just straight up demonic control over a, a White House and a political party, and and which you already have evidence of. But this would be the clearest evidence of it yet. Okay, if I had to guess, the political science reality will be CDC will decide sometime next week that maybe we don't need these and just let this ride out for the rest of the week and over the weekend, and it quietly goes away. Because then they can say, well, CDC decided that you don't need them anymore, which means who gets decide may, may get to decide in six months or a year from now that you need them again. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And they leave all those precedents sure. in place because they don't want to set the standard and acknowledge the precedent that they're accountable to you for anything. So sell. Next, we go to I Have Questions, who says, The new Thor trailer is a complete troll. The movie has nothing to do with what it implies and will actually be much worse and even more woke. I have to sell because how more, much more woke and worse could the trailer be? By what you're saying, it like you like the trailer. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's worse? Thor gets gender reassignment surgery? Okay, and I mean, and, and, and changes his name to Jane. What's worse than that trailer? This is the third time that a god has had to find himself now. A third time. Okay? Hasn't, uh, he's on his third run of finding himself. All right? His chick girlfriend, uh, you know, takes his hammer from him at the end, the one that he dumped, because she's more worthy of it than he is. Uh, and he becomes and, an atheist. And he, and he makes googly eyes at Star-Lord. Okay? I mean, I, this thing's pretty woke already, uh, if you ask me. Okay? You know, so, and the lesbian, uh, you know, new queen of Asgard sits there in a pantsuit, uh, like Hillary, dressed like Hillary Clinton, but pulls it off much better because she's a lot hotter. So, I mean, I, I don't know. How much more woke could it, how much more woke could the movie be? Thor gets gender reassignment surgery. Thor, Thor changed his name to Rachel Dolezal. I'm black. You know, I mean, how much... How much, how much more woke could the actual film be than what was in that trailer, brother? I have to sell. I'm going to sell for a couple of reasons. I think it, would Chris Pratt. I know he's getting paid and under contract, but if they make like it, it makes it makes a lot of sense if this is the one, not some fringe thing, and forget the money thing. But if they want to go all there and there's rumors, is Thor going to be the gay one as a god? You know, I, I think it would make a lot of sense that they go there. But is Chris Pratt going to be a part of that, eh? I don't know. And also, don't we talked about this off air a couple of days ago. Don't He's been on this arc for a while. And some of it makes sense. A, a guy who's a, a, he's been alive for a very long time, seen a lot of loss and failure and hubris, and he's kind of losing his mind at the end. So they don't just this didn't just start with this trailer. It just depends on what they decide to do with it. Next, Daisy and memes for unvaccinated fiends. And if you uh, if you <laughs> do not have a Blaze TV subscription to watch this, this is why you should. Uh, they have uh, a meme. The Blaze should invest in Steve's next series of movies, Indiana Erzin, featuring Indiana Erzin and the Vax Crusade, Indiana Erzin and the Raiders of the Lost Snark, Indiana Erzin and the Temple of Groom, and Indiana Erzin and the Kingdom of the Girls with Balls. Those titles are actually I'm a in. great play on all of the titles. I mean, and I got to say, man, that your photoshopped face actually kind of pulls that off a little bit yeah yeah kind of the gruff look this is this is obvious let's let's do this (laughs) uh next that's a buy by the way calvin mccray says the swift and devastating results of the groomer and the docs the doxers e.g taylor lorenz lines of attack prove that we can actually win cultural battles and it really doesn't take that much effort yes yeah bye 
<laughs> Steve, why are you borderline pre-hypertensive? This tweet. Yes. Okay. Yes. This has been a question of will the entire time. The entire time. So yesterday, okay. <laughs> yesterday, when when DeSantis throws the, uh, fires the shot across Disney's bow. Hey, I'm going to have during my special session, we're going to debate taking their tax and regulatory exemptions away. And we were like, wow. And I think, I, I believe I said something uh, along the lines of, I can't imagine the Republican Party in Florida has the balls and the stones for that level of fight. But it's a hell of a, mm-hmm. it's a hell of a gesture just to fire a shot across their bow, right? Yeah. Guy sends me a note and I'm sorry, brother. I, I, I am sitting on a trove of like 300 emails right now. So forgive me. I can't remember your name or find your note. But this just made me think of it. So if, if you're the one that sent it, know that you are the wind beneath my wings. You inspired what I'm about to say. You did it. Okay. The guy sends me a note explaining you really have no idea what the inner workings of Florida government, what a Florida government is. This and, and the bottom line was he was explaining to me why there's actually pretty good odds that this is going to actually pass. And this is for real. Okay. So about an hour before we went on the air, or, or, or uh, about an hour ago, right as we were going on the air, Florida Senate passed the bill stripping Disney's sovereignty 23 to 16. I mean, it, it, which is a pretty comfortable margin, you know, and it now heads to the House. You were telling me about a, during one of the commercial breaks, who has come to us asking to come on? The uh, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House of Florida, Florida, yeah, and and to come on and talk about what this this I would presume he would not call the Steve Day show and say, hey, I'd like to come on and talk about why my chamber is going to punk out now and ankle grab for right. Disney. I would imagine that would not be correct. The we don't get those kinds of solicitations. Usually, we got to hunt those people down, right. right? So, what would be the reason he would come to us? Would we probably assume is they're going to follow through on this? Yeah. yeah. We could have done this all along. Okay. Um, it wasn't Agatha all along. It was our complacency all along. All along. You know, I've talked before. One of the reasons early in my career I did so many appearances on MSNBC and CNN is just a kid out of Iowa. I had to find out for myself. Are all of their arguments really as bad, dumb, shallow, and emotion-driven as I think they are when I examine them? Is there something else there that I had not considered? Because I'm a truth guy. Have they, have they thought of something that I haven't thought of yet? Is there, is there some other, or even another angle to this, even if they haven't, are they better at making their arguments than I have witnessed so that next time we go out there, I'm prepared to do that, you know, I got to start lifting some brain weight. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. work out the brain a little bit more. And you know what I found? Nope. Uh, this is it. That's what they got. Name calling and propaganda. There is no substance. That There's nothing there. Nothing. That's why they do name calling and propaganda. Because if they had the substance, what would they do less of? Name calling and propaganda. Who does name calling and propaganda? The people that don't have the substance, right? Well, let me tell you what drives me friggin' nuts. I got, I was given assurance from that realization. This next one, though, has almost broken me several times. We're lazy! This paradigm of, let me just tune into my favorite conservative talk show or shows and watch Fox at night 
and do not a damn thing and then just go vote GOP in November and buy all their books and do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, do nothing has about damn wrecked us. This is a participatory sport, folks. How is Stillwater, Oklahoma? Exactly. Dominated by liberals. Exactly. How? Exactly. I've been there. How? And don't give me it's a college town. I've been there too. That's actually where they secretly filmed Unplanned. Was in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's where they secretly filmed the movie. I understand. So it's it's going to be a little more liberal by Oklahoma sure. standards. Yes. But it's Stillwater, Oklahoma! Straight up, why is the school board of Stillwater, Oklahoma not afraid to show their faces in public? Because of the scorn and scrutiny that they would receive. And he means that literally. I mean they that should literally be afraid. Afraid, to, afraid to come out in public. Like I, I just can't handle it. The blowback's too severe. You should be getting a bus, like the, they're talking about I, I, in Texas, and put, with uh, illegal immigrants. You should be putting them on that bus. Except this one's them. not voluntary, yeah. like that one is. Yeah. Now this one, this is a sentencing. Yes. Yes, we're sending you away now. And next stop, hate Ashbury. Have a nice life. I, I, that's, this is what drives me nuts. We could have done this all along. We could have done this all along. We could have had better conservative and Christian movies all along, Christian and conservative entertainment all along, but a lot of your big money people, I know, I've met several of them. They'd rather write huge checks to PACs and the Republican yeah. Party and get and then, and then bitch and complain they got nothing in return instead, mm-hmm. okay? We could have done this all along, guys. And here's the dirty truth. All you Bible believers didn't really believe the Bible could happen. That's what's at the guts of all of this. You didn't really believe that you could be the prodigal son, that you could be the one east of Eden, that you could be the one marooned in Babylon. You just didn't believe it. We were, we, the branding of a silent majority, that's, and that was kind of the term of affection that was used for people like us for about a generation on shows like this. Um, The majority cannot be silent, folks. Not God's majority. I cannot. I mean, the majority cannot be silent. You know what a silent majority is? An ineffective one. And ultimately a loser. Yeah, we could have done this all along. Classic song from the doors, five to one, baby, one in five. No one here gets out alive. They've got the guns, but we've got the numbers. All these years, we had the guns and the numbers. We had the guns and the numbers. We just couldn't be persuaded to act, to do anything other than listen and watch our favorite conservative content and vote GOP. We we couldn't be we couldn't be mobilized and bothered to do anything else. And so originally the Rainbow Jihad represented about two point six percent, and Aaron's generation is gonna be about twenty five percent. Why? Because when we had him outnumbered ninety eight to two, we didn't do anything. We've been Netflix and chilling for a yes. very long time before Netflix even existed. Before we move on, as inflation surpasses highs not seen in 40 years, the value of the dollar is decreasing every day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store, for cars, for housing. Face it. Um, money. 
and our spending power is becoming worth, unfortunately, less and less. Timing couldn't be better for our friends at Bullion Max. They're a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer that can help you diversify into gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. It's also security for your family in times of crisis. That's why you're going to love them, uh, and I want to help you get you started. Uh, and they've got a great offer for you to do that. Get Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit at Employee Pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. Bullionmax.com slash Steve. The kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including a silver American Eagle. That is very popular and loved and much, much more. This offer, though, is so good. The employee pricing offer is so good. There's a limit to just one per household. Go there right now. Bullionmax.com slash Steve. That's bullionmax.com slash Steve. I've had people that have been turned on to our show in the last couple of years say, well, I used to listen to so-and-so, or I I used to listen to so-and-so, I listen to you now. They never came at their audience the way that you guys did. Well, first of all, I'm at a different generation. I've still got kids at home right now. My oldest daughter just got proposed to last night, so I may have grandkids on the horizon, okay? Um, Congratulations, thank by you. the way. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, I probably should have had more excitement because I, I like the young man, but there's just part of the point I'm making is my perspective's a little bit different in that I am both faced with the immediate consequences of the future staring us in the face every day when I go home and stare at those three, two of those legacies because the other one's out of my house, but she just lives down the street. Okay. Um, and then I look at, we're in a much late, more of a lateness in the hour than we were in 1989, 1999, 2009, hell, 2019. And, and I know it would be better for you and certainly more financially beneficial to me to not push your buttons like we just did. It would not, though, be very beneficial to my children and the future they're about to inherit and all of yours and grandchildren as well, however. And so I'm going to side with that. I've got a very limited window here to make as much of a cultural impact as I possibly can. And frankly, I'm much better off along those regards. I'd love to have 20 million people downloading our podcast. I certainly won't turn it down. But I would, I'm much better off taking an upper middle class sized audience and, and radicalizing it and, and weaponizing it for outright culture war than I am drawing millions and millions and then it's just fluff and you go home and you don't remember tomorrow what the hell I said earlier yesterday. Now the latter model will sell me more books. I'm living to, I'm moving to a bigger house. And so I'll have a better view of the collapse of America from that nice, big, fat picture window. See my point? Oh, yes. So we're activists here. That's what we are. We are activists. Aaron, go ahead. All right. We had 23. We've gotten through seven. So uh, <laughs> over time. Over well, time stop giving us be... such good thought-provoking ones. I told you this is a vintage week for, I didn't tell you that, but I, I tweeted, this is a vintage week for buy, sell, or hold. Let's get through as many as we okay. possibly right. can. Sean Griffith says Mount Rushmore of mind-blowing special effects scenes in movie history in chronological order. Wizard of Oz turned to color scene. Oh, absolute right. buy. It still holds up today. Star Wars opening ship chase Oh, scene. absolutely. Bye. That's when you kind of knew you weren't in Kansas anymore right at the start. Yes, buy. Jurassic Park. 
park first time seeing dinosaurs yeah. in the open field scene. Bye. Absolutely. Yep. And the Matrix bullet dodging scene. That's great Bye. stuff. The, yeah. the, the, the only thing I might challenge is the first time we saw the liquid metal in Terminator, Terminator 2. that's a good one. Okay. And so I, that and Matrix bullet dodging yeah. would probably vie for that fourth spot, but the first three are cash money. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great one. Uh, next up, 79 model Chris says, those leading the movement to eliminate songs written by Hillsong, Elevation, Bethel, et al. from worship services often fall into worshiping their disqualification more than focusing on the soundness of each individual song and that we're all sinful, but God can still use us. I, I'm going to sell because I think most is is, is too far and I'm not comfortable making that uh, widespread of a judgment. I do think that's a factor. But I also have, I have no problem if someone's like, given where those songs came from and what we now know, I'm totally, I'm just not going to touch that rail. I get that. I'm always the kind of guy that, you know, this is where total depravity is actually freeing as a theology. I go in thinking everybody, including myself, is bad and wretched and not deserving of any accolades whatsoever. So therefore, I, I, I don't wrestle then with using good things from questionable sources, provided that that's an objectively good thing. And it doesn't require me to endorse that source to use it, right? But I can see why others struggle with that. So, But I'm going to sell. I'm Catholic. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Rusty Shackelford says, top five 90s groomers songs, groomers on parade. Nice, nice you, rage against the machine reference there. You don't know how it feels, so let me teach you. <laughs> oh, no, stop. No more. <laughs> go, the, the, go. The, No, the, no, no. <laughs> Grooming in the boys' room. Oh, my gosh. Smells like elementary school spirit. <laughs> oh Semi-charmed kind of drag queen. Holy smoke! You broke, Steve. That's Holy just- smoke says Rusty. You can be in my movie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Holy smoke says it's time for a replay of Steve's seven deadly worldviews with an analysis of where we are as a culture are currently at. Great point, and we're at the end. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. What I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Lean on me says life insurers will begin charging higher premiums for vaccinated individuals within. Three years. Now, this one, I know on the blood bank stuff, we shot that down last week. But this one is a little different in that these people have to actually go by objective actuarial data and science in order to make their rates. Okay. Um, Which is why we have better death data on COVID from them than we do from the government. This one I could see, particularly with more regional or or private insurance firms. Okay. This one I could potentially see, so I will buy. Uh, I will sell because the magical power of vaccines dictates that there will be buy-offs, pay-offs, cover-ups, whatever. To, no, you're acting like this is just going to be treated like any other illness. <laughs> no, that's a good I, one. No, no, I, no, don't, no, you, I, I don't know think you. it is. I, I, I think the awareness of this has grown. What, what people from your perspectives, yeah. uh, you know, visibility tenfold, probably from where it was 24 months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next, Tyler Morgan says the XFL should sign Tebow and Kaepernick so it can have a great babyface versus heel storyline for its relaunch next year. That's a great, that's very Vince McMahon. I can't see Tebow going along with it, though. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea for a McMahon-owned league, so I'll buy. Yeah, Yeah, buy. Chris Goebel says Moon Knight is the worst Marvel movie or show in the MCU era. Um, Sell. Also, no idea. Not going to watch it. 
Next, Spirit of the Age says after the midterms, it'll be understood that Texas is now a the swing state that Florida used to be. The two states will have essentially traded places. So, so I, I don't think Texas will be a swing state. I think it's a soft. It's becoming a. It's become a yeah. soft state. It is. It's a softer Republican um, state. It's it's kind of where the California GOP was um, post Reagan into the Pete Wilson years, where it was still technically a Republican state, but you could tell the meat had been tenderized a little bit and was just waiting. And then along came the amnesty that registered mm-hmm. a bunch of Democratic voters. I get the sense that that's where Texas is at. Um, uh, so I think Florida's redder, but I don't think Texas is a true swing state yet. No. But if this series of elections really isn't an Alamo of sorts, and we don't realize what time it is, this is going to happen. Texas will be this within the next 10 years. If we let this slide away and the pendulum just goes back. Um, that's it for now. Cause the next one Todd is going to go off for like 10 minutes on. Uh, so we'll save that for the overtime. Okay. All right, so you're going to get some bonus buy, seller, hold in today's overtime because the buy, seller, hold submissions this week were so good. So that's great. We'll come back. The weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us. Stay tuned. Well, if you've got a dog that's a part of your family, um, then there's more to it than just uh, feeding it and giving it water. I mean, that dog's, it's health, it's happiness. That's a big part of your family. It's important to you guys as well. And that's why we've been telling you about Rough Greens for quite a while now. It is the supplement powder you mix in with your pet's food. And with that one simple act, you've helped to restore the vast majority of vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and more stripped out of your pet's food before it ever left the factory for the same reason they do it to the people food that we eat for mass distribution. That's why we take so many supplements today, and now there's one for your pet. But you might be wondering, hey, that's great, but what if my dog doesn't like it? Or, you know, what if I, it's actually not a good product? Well, one way to find out is we give you that first 14 day jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less, and if your pet doesn't like it. You just pay for the shipping, so you have some investment in the process, and we'll see it through because we really think this has the potential to help your dog to feel better uh, and and act and behave better and be healthier. So give it a shot. Roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F is how it is spelled. Roughgreens.com. Or you can call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, Daniel Horowitz. Brother, it is good to see you. How are you? I'm doing all right, Steve. If your blood ain't clotting, it is boiling. Uh, I, I don't even, I, I'm out of superlatives for Ron DeSantis. I don't even know what to say. Um, him and his team uh, come up with talking points and, and reactions to the other side's talking points that after I see what they say, I'm like, man, if I had some time to think about it, that's exactly what I would have said. That's exactly what I would have led with. That's exactly what I would have come back with. What they're doing right now, I, I thought, yes, 24 hours ago, I didn't think this had much of a chance to actually pass. The idea of, stripping Disney of its Vatican-like sovereignty there in Orange County. It's already passed the Senate. Now it's going to the House. I mean, this, this of course, is the, is, the, is the seventh rail in the Republican Party. Thou will not go against our corporatist overlords, all right? I mean, what this guy has done on every single front, and keep in mind, Daniel, 
He won by less than 40,000 votes. That same state nearly voted for a guy who got busted doing cocaine off a gay hooker's ass, literally. The last 40 years, the presidential elections in that state have been decided by an average of two and a half points. It's the third largest state by population in the country. This ain't this ain't Idaho. This ain't Ida Pimp. This ain't Wyoming. It ain't Kansas. All right. Um, this is friggin' Florida who turned hanging Chad into a verb. All right. If this can be done in Florida by just a guy and a team that has some will in just a span of a few years, and oh by the way, the GOP who of course thought he was going to be a failure has been a huge beneficiary. They've had like a 300,000 voter registration swing in their favor since he took office. Okay. That's, we, I, we have one city in Iowa that has 300,000 people in it. And that's where I live. All right. Why can't this happen in the Idaho's, Wyoming's, Kansas's, Texas's, Oklahoma's, Arkansas's, Alabama's, and and somewhat right before you came on, we have our game called Buy, Seller, Hold that we play with the audience every week. And a guy sent in a note that said, what's happening basically in Florida shows just how winnable this culture war really was all along. And I, 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 I damn near blew a, a blood vessel, okay? I nearly stroked out because that's absolutely true. We just decided we were going to spend 30 years listening to our favorite conservative show and, and Fox and buy their books and then just wait and vote GOP and do nothing else in that term or interim. We were going to own Silent Majority as a brand, and now here we are. I'm going to stop talking now because I know, man, this, this, is, this, is, this hits you right in the nethers, this topic does. So the floor is now yours. Steve, I mean, this is everything we talked about our entire careers. Uh, we thought we couldn't have nice things, but indeed we can. Uh, the reason we don't have that in other states is because you need three ingredients. You need someone who shares our values and our beliefs, someone who is smart enough to understand, much less articulate them, and three, somebody who knows what time it is. And we rarely could find those people, and to the extent we can, uh, the Republican Party, which doesn't share our values, makes sure that they don't get to that level. Um, you know, we, we caught lightning in a bottle. This was one of the few instances where Trump was effective in his endorsements. And that's how we got him across, you know, the establishment and got him as governor. Um, but he really is a rare gem. I think there's a lot of important lessons to glean here. Um, everything he's doing is not new, just so you know. It's done. It's done all the time, except it's done by the left. It's a no-huddle offense. So the the, con, the conventional wisdom among Republicans was you do the fewest things as possible because you expend less political capital that way. Mm-hmm. And even the things you do, you drag it out, you debate it, you talk about it. But what he understands, what the left understands, is you do a no-huddle offense. You – Put the defense in disarray. You throw at them multiple issues. So we had the COVID stuff and then the grooming and then goes after not only doesn't back down because of Disney, but then goes after Disney as an end to itself. Mm -hmm. Then is the only state to start putting out health guidance opposing castration today. It's one after another and he's not done. Every day he comes up with new things. And, And what that does is, number one, it overwhelms them i mean this is how we always feel it's like they screw the border they let out the criminals they control our bodies i mean you know what do you even what do you focus on first so that's how they feel now then in addition to that he made this state a sanctuary 
for other people to come. Mm -hmm. So he he latched on to the culture. He understands what time of what time of day it is. So you have so many new people moving just for that purpose. So it's almost a movement, not just, oh, you have a conservative governor, but a movement that this is going to be our sanctuary. So he actually made it more auspicious for himself. There's another thing, too, is he doesn't he doesn't man. Steve, I'm just thinking about this now. He's the antithesis of Trump. Trump will will telegraph his punch. I was just making this point on like, this show yesterday. Like what you're about hour, to say, yes, a year, yeah, a, a year, and then not and not throw it. So the other side is totally energized to respond to him, and then when yeah. he doesn't throw it, our side is depressed that he didn't throw the punch. Yeah. And so the other side's base is just max lit the entire time. They're never demoralized. Our side gets demoralized. demoralized. Yeah, and 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 they're always ready for it. Mm-hmm. Here, he doesn't even give them time to prepare. And then as far as the middle ground. You know the 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 independent voter. Um, the conventional wisdom always was that again, the more aggressive you are, the more you turn them off, and the more you know shallow you are, the more you can uh, obtain the votes of those swing voters. And it's the opposite, because seeing is believing. And when you succeed at something and you successfully implement it before the eyes of the people, it proves success. Intellectually, it shouldn't. Because it's either right or wrong, but that's how people roll. People go with winners. That's how they did COVID. We couldn't even catch our breath. Like, you you can't breathe. You're locked down. Like, what, huh? We, we couldn't even imagine. And no, there's no way we could do, we could do that. Imagine if we would have debated whether we're going to put diapers on our face. Mm-hmm. No one would have wanted that. But they just did it. And, and, and we're seeing that in the reverse, too. It, it, the momentum works in both directions. Seeing is believing. And what the left does is for years they create this image with these polls, and some of them are true but on a superficial level. Some of them are false that give you the impression the majority believes in their stuff. But it's a mile wide and an inch deep. It's only true because there's no opposition to it, and people think that's the default. So they'll go along with it. They might answer a poll accordingly. But if you poke it, you take it down, it's gone. You saw this with the mask mandate this week. You Any poll shows that a majority of people want it, but you look at the natural, spontaneous human reaction to it, um, even among the Karen flight attendants, and it was something that was very surprising to people. People go with the winning side. Mm-hmm. The more you create momentum in your direction, the more you could win. And Steve, this is why I'm always pissed off and I'm always in a bad mood and getting everyone else in a bad mood. It's not because I believe it's hopeless. Then I wouldn't care. It's because, damn it, it doesn't have to be this way. We could have nice things. We don't have to lose. Maybe not everyone in the country or a majority are as conservative or traditional as you and I am, Steve. And Todd and Aaron, but by golly, they sure as heck ain't where where the left. Yeah, and, they're not and, communist and either. Yeah, Klaus Schwab's are. Yeah, and you have such an opportunity, and we never had to see that ground on the rainbow jihad. We tossed the fight about 15 years ago, and never looked back. It didn't have to be this way. This is the first time I'm seeing in 15 years that I think we're not. We've not only staunched the bleeding, but we're actually reclaiming ground. On the on the rainbow jihad. I know you know the governor and his family and his operation personally, because of you, I met him when he was still a congressman for ten minutes in a hallway at CPAC once. That's I mean, I've had no other interaction with him. Never interviewed him or anything else. I I asked so I asked this sincerely. How good is his security detail? 
you know, I don't want to answer that, but I'll just tell you, he's not a him and his wife are not Marie Antoinette. So put it that way. Um, they're very normal people. So, you know, they're going to mingle with people and um, they uh, they don't know how to be that way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I just they're stepping on shibboleths of the damned here, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're they're up against this isn't this isn't this isn't normal political party antics. They're they're literally stepping on demonically spirit of the age driven initiatives, enclaves, institutions, and pretty soon the system's going to figure out that he can't be scared off. You know, he doesn't he doesn't care what a ratio on Twitter looks like. Doesn't you know? It, it just. And and he and because he's figured out that momentum begats momentum, being on offense begats offensiveness, right? That my, I I I can self generate my own momentum by setting the agenda myself and then acting upon it. I can, as Lyndon Johnson famously said, "Power is where power goes." Okay, that I'm the, that I'm holding the power, and it will be perceived that I am that power because I'm actually utilizing it. And I just I I have talked about this on the show before. I. I would have bet that the spirit of the age would literally do absolutely anything to not let him ever acquire the presidency. And I mean anything. They, they, um, they definitely will, Steve. I mean, I think the presidency is a different story. I think for now he's got them where he wants them. As governor, there's really not much they can do. He won in a terrible year, and now this is going to be a terrific year. And that was before he really won the hearts and minds of Floridians. So you're going to see a double-digit a victory for the first time. Um, look, I mean, it's not like they don't make stuff up about people, but he's a pretty boring dude. You know, served in the military, went to Harvard and Yale, went to law school. Um, there, there, there's nothing there. They'll, they they make up stuff. But I do think if he did run for president, um, initially, you're going to see it actually come from Republicans more so than from the traditional left. I think you're going to have mm. Fox go after him. Um, they will definitely take sides if he does run. There's no question about that. They will tell you who they're scared of. So that's for sure. I mean, there's no question about it. But, I, but Steve, I want to just go back to the point of offense begets offensiveness. Part of the issue is that all we do is react. And this is what I can't stand right. with the advent of social media. People that – operate in this space, some of our colleagues, they wake up every day and and try to discover their one-liner for the day. Their, yeah, it's their like they just look point. at the Politico morning uh, morning update and figure out what their alternative take on everything that the other side is uh, generating is going to be, correct. And I always wondered what would happen if I had a guy like me who was elected that had numerous agenda items and every day was relentlessly on message and they were going to pursue that. And that, now we see we have a, the ultimate control group. I mean, DeSantis is kind of like the toddlers um, to Pfizer. That <laughs> uh, So that's why they want to make sure they get them jabbed because they don't want a control group. It tells us this false dichotomy that they created for us, artfully creating two parties that are similar, doesn't have to be this way. And we don't have to settle for that. We don't have to settle for the lesser of two evils every time. We could do this. We can have our cake and eat it too. We can get our policies and win because now we're ta- we're not talking about, you know, how many people are we going to let kill by allowing which people not to wear a diaper? You know, is it these people? No. 
we're going to discuss who's a groomer and how to get them out of here. So you get them to to react to what you're doing. Yeah. So notice everything he does. They they have to say they're anti-parent. They're anti-child. Um, for the grooming. Um, for masking children. Right. Okay. He draws them out. He picks. Hey, I'll be I'll be the Union Army on top of uh, Little Round Top, and and let the other guys be be in the valley. I'll take the high ground and start shooting. They'll react to me. This is a blueprint, but Steve, it's it's maddening. I'm I'm not even happy about this. You know, I'd be at peace if I I figured the country was lost. Because if this can happen in the state of hanging chads, there's about 20 other states it could have happened like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And 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 had it happened there, Steve, where would where would I know would be we be as a country? Either we would have had that national divorce, or I think more likely it would have placed a check on on their behavior. And we would have never come to the position we're in today. The, the, the battle lines would still be drawn much deeper into their territory. Mm-hmm. We would not be talking about yeah, the, the fulcrum would be would be for, would be in a totally different location. Hundred percent. You're right. And that's why one of my tried and true statements is we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. We are a nation of political will and we always will be. We just lacked the will. That's all. And that's now why we're fighting for, uh, you know, gender secure bathrooms in Stillwater, Oklahoma, of all places, is because we didn't do it. We didn't have the will. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. Take care. Let you guys react to Daniel here in a minute after I tell you first, though, about our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com. Make sure before you go in during these unprecedented times, such as... uh, I I saw a report, 30-year interest rates for mortgages, 6.875 today. Yikes. Yikes. That's like almost quadruple the rate I was able to get when we did our refi last fall. Okay. (laughs) You got enough hassles from government jacking with you. Uh, Make sure you don't have a hassle from the process itself. Get a real estate agent. You can trust and the name kind of says it all at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. We got 30 seconds. Thoughts. Totally agree with Daniel how he started about uh, how you have to go on offense with that full court press. I said that before the Trump presidency. I remember it vividly. This is a Republican problem. You go all in on multiple issues. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, one way about never having to be put on the defensive is you just go on offense on every issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way of doing it. All right, that'll do it for today. We're back editing in tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. We're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.